0: Welcome back to I Hate This Town. This week, we're talking to luthier and musician Nick Romy about Bloomington, Indiana. You can find Nick's luthier work on Instagram at Ardent Instruments. If you like this episode, we would love it if you could make a donation to the Hotels for Homeless Fund of Bloomington, Indiana. The city is facing a crisis of homelessness as the administration of IU and the city of Bloomington are making it more and more difficult for people experiencing homelessness to find safe places to sleep. You can donate to the Hotels for Homeless fund on Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal, all with the user ID H4H Bloomington. Enjoy the show.
1: Thank you. I wasn't in good luck, just a quick... Oh, you were correction. At... No, Ginger was. Yeah. Oh,
0: I know Ginger was, but I thought that you just, I thought you toured with them.
1: No, I was in there.
0: Everybody's, everybody's like the an moment. amoeba yes. of the same band.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's a fair, there's we only so many a... of us here, so it's fair to assume that we were all in the same bands.
0: That's true. We met in a basement as most people in Bloomington, Indiana meet each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's true. Um,
1: just so down the road from my house
0: yeah Soothsayer played washout with uh, with Marine Corps
1: mm-hmm.
2: yes uh, indeed I do think underrated in terms of people like discussing oh what makes a good DIY scene in a city is the need for houses that have basements mm. is really important and like good ones Pittsburgh gets it because it's on the side mm-hmm. of a hill and every basement has its own separate entrance um, so you don't have to let people see your shitty horrible house or let them steal things but um <laughs> i don't know like that's important uh, meeting people in basements and being able to have a good basement to do it
1: it's true yeah i think that the midwest in general has that real good just like the houses just have basements it's not that that's like necessary cuz people find other ways of doing it right like gone on tour a lot and in places where there just aren't basements in the houses like Arizona or something, you know, like on the desert or even like the South um, historically, like they just find other, other things to do. I feel like th- those are places where I've played more like bar shows. Yes, but also shit where there's like, Oh, we're having the show at the, the Eagles lodge <laughs> in town or something, you know?
2: Yeah. It's always a moose lodge or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. The, the combo show and like VFW spaghetti dinner.
1: Oh yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. fish fry okay, but happens afterwards. That's
2: cool. That's cool and we should do more of it in my opinion. <laughs> I do like it. I think it. that brings together different generations of the community. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We I so we were on tour, we played Bloomington. We had like the best time ever. We had so much fun. Everybody was so nice. I feel like you and Matt had to leave really early or something. Um mm. cuz I didn't Yeah, I can't remember. I didn't really end up talking to you much. I mostly talked to Alex and Pat. And then, Mm -hmm. um, number one, I fell asleep in the middle of a conversation with Alex because I was so tired. (laughs) And then like a few months later, I basically, I wasn't working. It was the first weekend I'd had off in forever. And I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. Hey, if I come to Bloomington, will you guys hang out with me? And they were like, yeah, we're going camping for Matt's birthday, like tomorrow can you get here? <laughs> so I like dropped in my life at 4 PM on a Friday and drove to Bloomington. And then we just like hid in the woods and played D and D and like mm-hmm. ate vegan sausages <laughs> in the drink D and the D- yeah, drink a lot of hams. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was cool. I mean, that's, that sort of started, I think that started like, a Hmm. Like I, I really value and appreciate friendships that I have with people, all over the country because of touring but a lot of the time it you know it's like i'm gonna go on tour i'm gonna get to see my friend in this place like i do twice a year or something and it has felt really nice like pittsburgh feels a lot more accessible or like closer to me in some way because i i think that that sort of started a trend of being like i'll just go to pittsburgh and like my friends from Pittsburgh will just come here sometimes, <laughs> even if it's not on tour or playing a show.
0: It's true. I mean, It's very sweet. I think you you, you are the person I see, like probably the touring friend I see the most frequently, historically speaking. Because mm. like you would come on tour and then you'd be like, I'm driving to New Jersey. <laughs> it's like stop yeah, by for the stop night. Stop in. <laughs> Corey too. Corey will do that. Mm-hmm. Where they'll be going.
2: Nick, what's your, what's your couch collection like? Uh, by which I mean, I keep a mental list of like all the cities in which I potentially have a couch to crash on. Okay. Um, <laughs> I yeah. think it's important to have one of those. If you ever need to get out of town quickly, it's like, where can I go where someone will let me sleep?
1: Yes. Yeah. No, that's good. I don't, I think there are a couple gaps for me uh, in like certain parts of the country. But in general, I would say I never have to drive more than like 300 miles to find a couch that I could crash on, I think. Yeah, I would say so. Nice.
0: That sounds all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so
2: I'm trying to get one in every state <laughs> that, eventually. Yeah, <laughs> couch in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, you just good. drive to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Take a nice little road trip. Never need to really get away from Pennsylvania?
0: What <laughs> mm-hmm. um, was I going to say? So, so you you went to high school with all of our friends in our our. Silly little group chat, but I the gestalt mm-hmm. of the high school situation is like kind of eluded me because there was like north and south,
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah, two high schools here.
0: Okay, which seems like a lot of high schools for a town that is not that big.
1: Neither of the high schools are huge either. I think it's like, I think it's mostly like geographic. Really, I mean, not that Bloomington's very big either. I'd have to check the like census reports, but I think that <laughs> uh, I think Bloomington is like eighty thousand like a population of about 80,000 that sounds right um and about half of that is IU students so yeah only 40 population of like 40,000 that would count towards needing needing a high school
0: yeah it's just Bloomington's so crazy because it is it it feels like a town in a tv show sometimes like Mhm. <laughs> like it doesn't seem entirely real. Like I think one of the times we went camping for Matt's birthday, it overlapped with Lotus Fest.
1: Oh god, and yeah. So we were like That's a horrible time to be here. <laughs> what is
2: what is Lotus Fest? Holy shit. Please okay. Explain. So
1: Lotus this I mean if this might be kind of the best segue into talking about uh the parts of parts of Bloomington that I fucking hate. There seems to be <laughs> Please, possibly yeah. <laughs> possibly the purpose of this podcast mm-hmm. so um lotus fest is a music festival that was created in i think it started in the late 70s maybe early 80s um and it's a world music festival right so bloomington bloomington was like colonized by a sea of hippies in the 60s uh who have now all grown up to be um republican you know yeah pretty or like at least uh at least like very wealthy uh landlords like slumlords all of the all the rental houses are owned by some like uh yeah <clears throat> fucking type a personality sandal wearing hippie. <laughs> um but they created this world music festival called lotus fest um and it's just a shit show it's like you would think that, like, just a world music festival doesn't sound that bad. In theory, it'd be fine. I like seeing people from other places play music. That's, that's chill. But it just, like, takes over, takes over the city in a major way for a weekend. Um, they, like, block off all the roads downtown uh, so you can't get anywhere. Everywhere has a huge tent and giant sound system. Um, and, like, about 50% of the world music seems to be bad reggae like it's not even like all that's not surprising (laughs) (laughs)
2: like i saw i saw this twist coming from about 10 minutes out that's
1: that's that's probably fair some of it is cool some of it's some actually cool shit they brought like you know there's some some pretty cool bands from um like south africa that have come and played and um uh like every once in a while it's okay but yeah most of it's pretty bad reggae and um it wouldn't be so bad if all of the rest of, I think that these people's attitude towards the things that happen in this town were different, right? Like if it was, if that was just kind of the general consensus of the feeling of this place, of this town, it would be fine. Uh, what, I'm trying to think of how to, how to describe it. But like a prime example of the duality of how these people's attitude towards like what should or shouldn't happen in this town. So it's like, I get the fucking cops called on me for, there's like a 24-hour noise ordinance in Bloomington at all times, uh, even during the day. So if, if you can – if there's music that can be heard from the street for that persists for more than 15 minutes, I think, is like the, the rule of the law, then you can call the cops and you can have like a, a major fine on your hands, um, which that has been used against me just like playing guitar in my house <laughs> or like playing the drums sometimes. Uh, and yet – Uh, with this, like one weekend out of the year, the bad reggae will get pumped out of like a 2000 watt sound (laughs) system for like 20 out of the 24 hours of the day. Uh, and it's very annoying.
2: Well, I think your solution here is to just get a permit for a uh, year round festival called Nick (laughs) Fest. And if anyone tries to report you to the cops, you're like, this is a a festival, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) No one attends. It's really, (laughs) really (laughs) sparsely promoted. But this is Nick Fest
1: in my house. (laughs) That's That's not a bad idea.
0: Uh, there's also I'll, like, I'm
1: gonna look into that. <laughs>
0: there's, there's a, there's like a good like uniform too. And I'm sure you can just like in your mind's eye picture what that uniform is for. Th- I, and again, I, I briefly attended Lotus <laughs> Festival once because we were on tour. We were trying to get <laughs> breakfast. I think it was tour. I think because it doesn't, the timing of the year doesn't line up with, um, yeah, Matt's birthday. But <laughs> we were going to get breakfast and I was just like, what
1: the fuck is is going
0: on? (laughs) 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 Why are there like,
1: it is, why is there a giant
0: stage in front of the pizza place? Why are these people here? Um, yeah, but yeah, there's like, it's like, it's basically like you take the like 45 year old. It's older than that at this point, like 65 year old, Mm -hmm. like white boomer. I, you dad id and just like, Mm -hmm. just like populate everywhere. Like everybody looks exactly the same. (laughs) <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's wearing the same clothes. Um, it's incredible. They all look like Kelsey's dad.
1: <laughs> they do all look like Kelsey's dad. It's also I have I have really distinct memories of being younger. I used to like busk a lot when I was younger, and getting like threatened by by like aging hippies for like busking near near and around their <laughs> world music festival, uh, that sort of thing. Being like, how dare you! Uh, the busking seems like it fits
2: in with the <laughs> World Music Festival really well. I don't understand what the problem, there, he's the problem is. He's not
0: following the that, rules.
1: Uh, yeah, there The are problem rules. is I'm not from the world. I'm not from like the, the greater world. I'm just from Bloomington. I'm not <laughs> the World Music. World
2: Music Festival minus Bloomington. We're sick of it. I will say a 24-hour noise ordinance does sound like the setup for like like a Footloose-style movie. The town that banned music <laughs> kind of thing just like you it's like an exclusionary (laughs) zone for musicians of some sort but yeah i guess not because the only thing i really know bloomington for to be honest is like a stop for like my friend's bands who tour through there
1: yeah yeah all of that uh, the noise ordinance is not to say that like music does not happen at all it just like allows for crotchety aging boomers to be particularly crotchety about certain things
0: there's a similar dynamic. Yeah. My sister went to William and & Mary, and there's a similar dynamic in Williamsburg, Virginia, where it's like there are people who oh, live yeah. there, and they fucking hate the students. <laughs> and, and so then there's these students and people who are, like, younger than 50 who are residents of Williamsburg, Virginia, because there's, the, there's, like, you know, businesses and stuff there who just fucking hate them. So, like, but she, I mean, back then, and I think, Nick, you told me a while ago there's a similar ordinance in Bloomington that, like, it, you can't have more than three unrelated people living in the same house. Yeah. Um. So in Williamsburg, like all property costs, oh. like all rentals are just insanely fucking expensive, or chopped up like teensy weensy apartments because you can't have, or maybe it's four people, but you basically can't have. Is more this than-
2: a brothel law?
0: No, it's mm-hmm. well. Okay, yes, pit- actually, I think it is oh. technically a brothel law, but it was.
2: Pittsburgh has this, like, more than, like, four women can't be on the lease of a house or something. I think Pittsburgh has it. They may have gotten rid of it. I lived in a four-bedroom house with ten people, so
0: clearly it's not being enforced.
2: (laughs) I don't think it is enforced, but I remember running into this, like, when me and all of my friends were looking to, like, move out of college dorms, and my friends were like, I don't think that we can all be on the lease I was like, I don't know, you're probably fine. Like your landlord won't even like repair the hole in your steps. So I don't think he cares about enforcing a brothel law.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely where this law originated in Bloomington too. It was like an anti-brothel law. But then I think it like stayed even when that like clearly was not applicable anymore. It was like, well, let's keep this on the books (laughs) for a while for some reason. It's very confusing. You guys
0: have told me some really deranged stories about like apartments that y'all have had in Bloomington, like that apartment, hmm. didn't Pat and Alex have to cut a hole in the wall in one of their apartments because it didn't have windows? I would like to know
2: more about the deranged apartments.
1: I'm trying to think. I certainly, my living situation in Bloomington hasn't been that hasn't like been as extreme. I just like I've stayed in the same couple places, which is pretty. I haven't moved around quite. Yeah, as your much house is as, really nice. they so. have, yeah, weirdly nice. Um, but. Alex and Pat, Pat in particular, (laughs) has lived in some nasty places. They actually, I think the best, like most deranged house that they lived in is actually the house that's directly across the street from where I live now. Uh, But I was living in Chicago when they were living there. But it's this house. uh, They called it the spore colony because they were trying to grow mushrooms uh, in the house. They like had this tiny room. That they were going to like grow oyster mushrooms out of this, uh, you know, like big block of mycelium. Uh,
2: Deliberately trying to grow mushrooms is better than calling the spore call duty because, without choice, mushrooms are growing. There. Yeah,
1: I think they had some unintentional ones too in the basement, but they were they were trying to grow mushrooms and then they forgot about it and just left it there, and then the whole room turned into like like a carpet of mold, as far as I remember. Uh, I feel like the best way to grow mushrooms is to forget about it and <laughs> let them go. But the the main thing about that house is that the, the guy who owned it, uh, we call him the Warlock uh, because he... There's a lot of reasons why he's called the Warlock, but seemingly he is unaffected by the weather, right? He also... He doesn't live in... I don't actually think he lives in the US. He's like an opera singer... Uh, one time when Alex and Pat were living there, they got served papers <laughs> yes. for him, but they were like, uh, "He doesn't live here. We're renting from him." And they were like, "Yeah, we." The guy who served him papers was like, "Yeah, I think he might be in Saudi Arabia." <laughs> um, anyway, when he does come back to the states, like in between tenants, because he charges way too much for this shit house, um, he does stay there and does odd repairs on the house. Like he spent months doing something to the chimney. I witnessed this. Don't really know what he was doing. He just kind of made it look worse. Um, adding, making
2: it bigger, <laughs> bigger chimney. Yeah,
1: adding to the outside of the chimney somehow. Um, it was also February, and he was on a ladder for hours in like shorts and a t-shirt.
0: Midwest completely guy, completely
1: unaffected by the weather. The
2: leveled up Midwest oh, guy, yeah. level thirty. <laughs>
1: He also seemingly didn't sleep at all because any hour of the night I would wake up and like look across and I would like see him kind of like shuffling around the house behind the curtains, like with the light on in one room. Um, there's also a sauna in the basement of this house that he would use at like two in the morning. It's all very confusing. And uh, my fa- one of my favorite warlock stories, though, is um, from before I lived in this house I live in now. I've known people who lived here like twenty years ago. It's been one of the longer running punk houses in this town. Um uh, but my friend said that he was outside they took a video of it actually. They showed me a video. I wish I could find it. I, I tried to find it on YouTube, I couldn't find it anymore. They showed me this video they took of the warlock across the street. He had gathered he'd taken all the sticks out of his yard. And put them in a pile in the street and then gotten his lawnmower and turned it on and just started running over the pile of sticks (laughs) with his lawnmower, like back and forth over and over again. And it was like shooting rocks and like pieces of sticks, like all over the place and like smacking into like people's cars that are parked on the street. And so this friend of mine who is living here, like goes outside and is like, hey, uh... Could just not <laughs> do that? Like, you're, all this shit's like hitting my car. Um,
2: caught a branch to the face.
1: <laughs> no, I guess his response was just he like turned off the lawnmower and looked at him. He's like, Well, do you want to do it? <laughs> Listen, it's got to get done. <laughs> it's got to get done. Someone's got to mow very, the sticks.
2: <laughs> it's very reminiscent of the. Do um, you guys know the Rand Paul uh, neighbor saga? Do you know the details of uh-huh. it? I do not. Well, I, I assume everyone knows that Rand Paul got the shit kicked oh, out yeah. of him by his
3: neighbor. I heard, like, what is real brutal. To deserve um, it? Like there was there's something he did right.
2: So uh, apparently, I'm gonna like, probably get some details of this you wrong. Rand <laughs> Paul needs like, to do anything. Wouldn't to stop. Maybe not, but well, yeah. I mean, just, I just yeah. sort of the way he talks, <laughs> but um, he, I guess, like wouldn't stop piling up uh, sticks right at the border of his property. Um, and then burning them in like massive piles. I assume the guy has like a huge property. He kept putting it right at the border of this other guy, this like chiropractor, and um, wouldn't stop, uh, you know, lighting them on fire and doing huge burn piles. And eventually, his neighbor came. I was like, "You have to stop!" Like all <laughs> the smoke is floating like into my like place. Um, and you know, Rand Paul is like. Well, it's not in the Constitution. Oh, my God. That I can't burn my <laughs> sticks. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I assume. Uh, and then eventually, I guess the guy just kicked the shit out of him.
1: <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it sounds like Rand Paul and the Warlock need to get together. It sounds like Rand... They'd
2: probably have a good time. Why exactly mm-hmm. is he called the Warlock?
1: Well, yeah, because he, he seems to be, uh, like, magically impervious to the cold weather. Um and and doesn't need to sleep. So.
2: So he's Mr. Coldmeister.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Or, yeah, I
3: just kind of assumed he <laughs> was doing some kind, some amount of like witchcraft in there. So you know? I I have a glass appro- yeah. I have a glass top desk, which means I can write on it with dry erase marker. And so I have um the warlock with a line going to spore colony unaffected by weather <laughs> no sleep question mark. <laughs> Big chimney, which is also connected to spore colony. There's also a line going off of spore colony that says 2 a.m. sauna. I actually need to connect that back to the warlock, and then off to the side. You're gonna
2: break this case. You're off, gonna break this. Case off to right side, over. I have a
3: big circle around the great stick sacrifice because this man, this, this man felt compelled. Like, he was like, well, this has to be done. Like, it was, like, some just mm-hmm. natural instinct, so. Yeah.
1: How the fuck else are you going to get rid of your sticks?
0: Right. You can <laughs> no, There's nothing else you can do it's with them. They're indestructible.
1: Right. That's why I think him right. and Rand Paul, they clearly have solutions for each other, right? Like, they could split their sticks in half and, like, mow some of them,
0: <laughs> burn, Throw the other burn them. pile burn the ass. others.
1: They, de- uh, they deserve MJ, each other.
2: correct me. Correct me if I'm like off base here but the wizard reminds me a lot of um what's that guy's the name warlock. rooster
0: Oh, God, yeah, Rooster. Wow, yeah, Rooster.
2: Can we talk about Rooster? I, <laughs> can we do that on the show? We can talk about Rooster.
0: I, don't, I, I truly do not know the story well enough to guarantee that I'm not going to get some parts of this wrong. But Rooster is absolutely a Bloomington character. The fact that he ended up in Pittsburgh at all is a complete miracle. Um, Man <coughs> out of time and space. 100%. So for a very long time, um, there was an ice cream place in Pittsburgh called Oh Yeah in Shadyside. And, um, it had vegan ice cream and that was before, you know, places had vegan ice cream. So it was a big deal. Um, it was owned by some like hippie dippy trust fund guy who, whose name I don't know. Everybody just called him Rooster. Um, who, so by the time one of my friends was working there, um, Rooster insisted that everybody make their own schedule. Uh, he, I guess, like, like Natrona Beverage, which is, like, a pot-bottling company here, was, like, try to get a meeting with him for wholesale stuff, and he just missed the meeting. And when my friend was, like, hey, called him and was, like, hey, these folks want to meet with you. Like, where are you? He was, like, oh, I'm in Detroit. You do it. <laughs> she was, like, I make $7 an hour. What the fuck am I what are you talking about? <laughs> so, anyway – Oh, yeah. A rooster kind of became very invested in this thing that he was working on um, in Detroit called Whalebone, uh, which Whalebone was his project that was going to be a bank. Um, but instead of being backed by securities or gold, it was going to be backed by marijuana, a thing that at that time was not legal anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the United States, least cool of all Michigan. Idea. <laughs> so there's a certain point at which like, you could cash in your paycheck from, oh, yeah, for whalebone bucks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> or, like, yeah, bucks.
2: Everyone talks about, like, fiat currency, the gold standard, the silver standard. No one is talking about the dang standard.
1: <laughs> More like Budcoin, am I right? A- Can I just... <laughs> <laughs> Hey,
2: can I like get a refund on my paycheck if I get the weed and it like doesn't? No, no. Make so me you no, not buying. You weren't buying
0: weed with it. That's the thing. Is that the invent your your money was backed by basically by weed futures, like the idea that they would be able to cash <laughs> in on this weed at some point. Again, this was being operated out of Detroit, Michigan, a place where marijuana was not legal, <laughs> um, and I think continues to not be legal. So anyway fast forward um, according to the thread on the on on the Robto boards so the long-standing Pittsburgh DIY message board about this um, one of the last times a person went in there it was clear that people were living in oh yeah like the people who worked there were living in it um so and
2: no That's fine. That's the mark of a of a good business culture. <laughs> Me and my coworkers have discussed including a mattress at our place of business. But well, so <laughs> as one can imagine Sometimes you get tired on a shift, okay. Yeah,
0: I think I think that like they literally like literally people were squatting in
2: There used to be a mattress at the radio station when I worked That's like there a normal and radio that station was nothing thing, if not a healthy uh, work-life balance culture. <laughs>
0: So as one can imagine, oh yeah, did did not survive for much past that and um, it closed. And oh no. At this point Rooster put up a series of like <laughs>
2: Thank you Nick.
0: I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> a series of like very cryptic Facebook posts about how oh yeah, I was going to be closing but they would be back. And if another ice cream place tried to open in their space, they would be back sooner, as m- as soon as within one year. So fast forward, okay.
2: issuing issuing a fatwa. Any, any ice cream any place, yeah. think I think, I think he opens. I think he
0: thought that he had some kind of legal standing to like <laughs> sue another ice <laughs> cream.
2: If you open any other ice cream stores named after the catchphrase of a soft drink company,
0: I forgot. Like, <laughs> I think I forgot a very important part. Is that somewhere in the name of the Whalebone Bank was the word intergalactic? It was like the, yeah. the Whalebone Intergalactic Bank or something like that.
3: Wow, this guy sounds okay, like so. a like a. Uh... <laughs> cool dude yeah. <laughs> Very cool. well
0: Guy adjusted who has never
2: created uh an osha or uh, national labor review board <laughs> violation <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: God. so so
0: let's cut forward you know I, I think it was about a year i'm working at um the cafe in polish hill at the time it was called lily cafe and the new cafe that's there does not have a phone. Lily did have a phone. So I answer the phone. And it's this guy, he says, let me talk to your, or, or he, I answered the phone and said, you know, thank you for calling Lily Cafe. How can I help you? And he goes, I know you're calling my employees and threatening them. And I said, what are you talking about? And he was like, I traced the number that somebody's been calling my employees and threatening them. And I traced the number and I know it's you. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I I'm not certain you must be confused, confusing me for somebody else. Um, uh, and he was like, he was like, my name is Chad something and I'm the owner of Millie's. And I was like, okay. Um, and
2: Millie's <laughs> being the new fancy ice. Cream yeah. Place. So
0: okay, right. I, I, at this point I did not know that Millie's had opened in that space. I had no idea what Millie's was cause it was like brand fucking new. So anyway, um, this guy just carries on like screaming and he's threatening me. At one point he said he was going to find me and kill me and kill my children. At which point I said, well, good luck with that. I don't have kids. And he said, well, then I'll skull fuck your pets to death. Um, At which point I said, I think I said something to the effect of... We're learning
2: a lot about ice cream shop. (laughs) At
0: which point I basically was like, (laughs) I'm done with this conversation. Goodbye. And I hung up the phone. And he just kept calling. The phone did not stop ringing for hours and hours. And so I, you know, when I, like, God damn, when was this? 2015? Like, when on Facebook, maybe, it was like, um, hey, guy who owns Millie's just called Lily and just started screaming at me and threatened to skull fuck my pets to death. So maybe he's an asshole. And my friend messaged me, she goes, That's not Chad. I know him. I've worked with him for years. Somebody's been calling Millie's and screaming at his employees and threatening them. And then when nothing, when Chad didn't do any, what I don't know what this person wanted. um, He's. They started calling businesses in the area and pretending to be him, saying that they were this guy who owns Millie's. Um, Well, so. After a while, back and forth, uh, because my boss walked in and the phone's ringing nonstop. And I tried to explain it. So she goes outside. She talks to this person for a minute and just goes, "Okay, well, um, I'm going to be calling the police now. So if you could stop calling just for like a few minutes while I make a report. And then phone never rang again. Cut forward. The calls just kind of mysteriously stop. Guess who it was? It was fucking Rooster. (laughs) (laughs) this guy
1: seems I
0: very feel, cool
2: i, I <laughs> forgot you told me this story and i sort of forgot the details so i feel bad for midway through the story being like damn millie sucks i'm not gonna go there and it's like okay i <laughs> no, feel much better no about it was it. rooster um
0: it was wow. rooster who's pretending to be this guy from millie's who as far as i'm aware is a perfectly nice man <laughs> <Not insane. laughs> who has, has never once threatened to murder to me city? or any of my children
2: let it let it be stated on the record: we have yeah. no beef with Lil, with uh, Millie's this podcast. Anyway, so
0: the Warlock and Rooster, yeah, they, they have a they have a beautiful future together.
1: Yeah,
2: wow,
0: um, that's another. Bad shit.
2: Has he ever returned to
3: Pittsburgh,
0: Rooster? Fuck if I know. Probably not. This is not
3: doing anything. This is to, um uh dissuade my belief in the fact that like tabletop rpg classes where most games have like a rule where it's like there can only be one of this like type of character in the world that like if you are this person you are the wizard they all come from the midwest all these people all the, like all these people in the midwest yeah, it's their ancestral homeland the you have the warlock you have fucking rooster you got fucking Rand paul all these people. There can only be one Rand Paul <laughs> yeah. in the world at any time. Thank God for that.
2: Well, I mean, Ron Paul is. Wait, is Ron Paul still alive? Yes, unfortunately. Okay, well, he's like passed on his like powers to Rand. He's. Like, they did some sort of a ceremony, and he's like, "All right, now you're the annoying fucking asshole." <laughs> I think it's a <laughs> from Kentucky
1: Highlander style situation in which they, you know, like the, you're. There can only be consolidate one prominent their power. libertarian yeah. politician.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. maybe
2: it's like a, a a Jedi or a Sith rule of two thing <laughs> Ron and Rand can exist but there can be no more
3: <laughs> Nick you don't like know this but like over the last few episodes of, of doing this podcast and like editing and listening back like I've come to like the realization that Pittsburgh and all the stories that Owen and MJ have of Pittsburgh it's like the setting of like a Bethesda style RPG. There's just that much like lore. <laughs> oh, it's extremely Packed into it. this tiny little like like conflux of like, is it two rivers or where a river splits? You've just got this river going through this little, yeah, three, three rivers, rivers how dare just you. All of it.
0: Get the it, number of rivers it's correct. It's just all packed
3: into this little <laughs> low point in this valley. And there's just like, there's enough there. To, there's too
0: much power. Like, <laughs> the valley is containing too much fucking power. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh yeah,
2: it's it's bursting with it.
0: Well, that's why yeah. that's why that's why Ohio is so uh, Ohio and like northern Indiana are so insane is because there's no valley to hold it in. Mm-hmm. Too flat.
2: Yeah. It just flat. spreads and Too multiplies. Flat. Uh well, I will say uh Pittsburgh has a history of like phone terrorism <laughs> because I don't know how else to put it. It's not like mail bombings, but um I'm sort of fuzzy on the details, but you're familiar with the like uh, University of Pittsburgh like yes. bomb scares that went on for like two years. Yeah, where for like two years the University uh, pit was like paralyzed by bomb threats. Like, but it was always one during a finals. Day. I thought it was like more frequent than that. It was during finals a lot. I, the,
0: fr- the only time was, like, I remember it happening was because like co- like my college shut down too because I was in college at the time. But it was during finals week
2: i mean i forget what year this happened um
0: but it was like
2: yeah i think that's about right um i mean just like shut down the city just or not the city but the university bomb threats to like every building on campus and it's a huge campus at like all hours uh and then eventually finally they were able to trace it to this guy and i want to say he also sent like suspicious packages and stuff that were supposed to be like Pretend bombs or like create more scares. They tracked it to like some fucking old dude in Scotland. What? Like like a like an eighty year old man in Scotland. Somebody's gonna like write to the podcast, write to the podcast and yell at me if I got this completely <laughs> wrong. Yeah, our it's podcast that we've never released an
0: episode of. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> find us. Well, <laughs> they're gonna <we> do, know
2: <laughs> when the podcast gets out. Uh, you know, however many months from now we release it. Uh, write to me, email me, uh, DM me on Twitter, and call me an idiot. Um getting this wrong but i think it was like a guy in scotland he was like 80 years old and they wanted to extradite him and the scottish authorities were like maybe it was ireland whatever who the the fuck cares they were like um yeah we're not gonna do that because he's like 80 and dying very strange and then it stopped but it was like a year or two year period
1: um anyway that's bonkers
2: pittsburgh's got a weird fucking history with phones
1: (laughs) i don't know if this uh this will probably just add to that that feeling you were talking about of how Pittsburgh is the the setting of some role-playing thing. But I've even heard uh, lore that there's actually a secret fourth underground river. Fourth there river, is a baby. fourth river, yeah. Which means that it will it's also like be... Au- this...
2: It's like an aquifer under downtown.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha. But that, that delineates that Pittsburgh will be the site of the beginning of the uh, apocalypse, I think.
2: Right, the, the blood will flow out of the aquifer mm-hmm. and it'll like... Die the fountain at the point red. Listen, if yeah, they could get a shit. fucking
0: move on here. um <laughs> chop, <laughs> chop, 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 buddy. Blood River, let's I'm go. I'm still paying my student loans, so let's go. <laughs> Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice. <laughs>
1: Of love. People talk about me, baby. Does
0: uh,
2: Bloomington have any sort of, like, demonic energy besides the warlock? And the,
0: and the Birkenstock guys? Demonic energy. That's a much
2: more banal evil, I feel like. That's not necessarily demonic. That's just the, you know, vagaries of man.
1: <laughs> I think it's all pretty banal evil stuff around here. I, I can't think of anything... In particular, that 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 level of energy. Well, yeah. There's a lot. I mean, the others like white. There's like legitimately evil
0: people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's definitely (laughs) legitimately evil people. It's like Nazis, but they're everywhere, unfortunately. uh, The rest of the evil is pretty banal. It's like that. It's like you know, um, John Mellencamp, that sort of stuff.
0: Oh my God, is it a thing? Is it a thing outside of our friend group? The whole um, sucking Sucking on on a a chili chili dog dog. is. (laughs) oh
2: yeah no didn't someone do a remix of uh the jack and diane but all the words are sucking on a chili dog i feel like i heard
1: that at one point oh yes i mean this is a this is a good timing because i'm actually about to go do some work for him on like wednesday (laughs) so
0: oh yeah because you set up his guitars don't you
1: I do, yeah.
0: I really <laughs> hope he never so listens weird. to this podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he won't. <laughs> oh, I do remember... Oh, man. I think, I, can't, I think it must have been you was telling me a story about how he used to, like, go into a restaurant in Bloomington smoking. Like, he yeah, he tried be- to...
1: Yeah, he he's a big smoker, and he would always try to smoke everywhere after the city did the, like, uh, uh, like a, a citywide smoking ban. He's just an asshole. He just, like... Is just kind of general like Don't you know who I am Kind of a guy I'm allowed to do whatever I want Kind of a thing The banal evil I'm the
2: the Jack and Diane guy I'm sucking on a chili dog guy Do you know who
1: I I am I really wish I really wish instead of trying to smoke everywhere He was just trying to suck on a chili dog Everywhere (laughs) he went (laughs) <laughs> like, sir, there's no outside food allowed in here. He'd be like, "Don't you like, know do it? <laughs> I'm gonna suck on this chili dog?"
2: I had an old landlord who was like a classic Italian slum lord, and he was always like just chewing, gnawing on like a stub of an unlit cigar—just disgusting. Yeah. Um, but it would be very cool if it was just a hot dog <laughs> in his mouth at all times, like a sausage, yeah. just a. Just like got a big bratwurst stuck in my mouth.
0: What is what's that graffiti on the fire tower say? Like,
1: well, the stuff on the fire tower changes constantly. There was like a trend. I think I know what you're talking about because there was a trend around Bloomington specifically for like the last two years where people kept writing "sucking on a chili dog" on like the side. <laughs> on the side of like all these buildings and then taking pictures of it and like tweeting it at John Mellencamp. <laughs> like that was like kind of the constant thing that people were doing around Bloomington. And I think he only responded from what I know. I don't have Twitter, but from what I understand, he only responded once and it was like, stop sending me this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was there pretty was, good. Wait,
2: so is he from Bloomington? Is that the whole thing? He lives, I was not aware. Well,
1: of he this. has like a mansion on the lake here. He, I think he grew up in Seymour, Indiana. Grew, grew up in a small town. Okay. Grew up in a small town. Site gotcha.
0: of, Sight of um, Planet <laughs> X Fest.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Around oh, there. That oh, was that you... around, close to Spencer. Oh, yeah. That's but, right. Yeah. That's right. That was Spencer.
0: Mm. I just... we Anytime I see Elliot, somehow we end up talking about that time that we murdered all of the fish. <laughs>
1: in the <laughs> pond. In that nasty-ass pond.
0: <laughs> so disgusting. What'd you oh, do yeah. to the fish? Um, so somehow... I, I, it must have been Nick's doing... Soothsayer got booked to play the last Planet X-Fest. Oh, wow. So we showed up in... It was my doing. (laughs) uh, Yeah, it had to be. Um, We showed up, and it was the hottest, like, it was, like, the hottest week I have ever experienced in my life.
2: I've seen videos of that final Planet X-Fest, and everyone looks filthy sweaty oh,
0: it was vile I mean like we had been we had been on tour for the week before that and like I had made the mistake the day before we went to to Spencer for the festival of taking a shower which basically just made me more disgusting it just made me sweatier <laughs> anyway you get there and it's it's just ungodly hot it's like a hundred fucking degrees and 100% humidity and there's no fucking shade um and there's like a million people everywhere and the only, but there, there's, a, it's on a horse farm. So there's a pond, there's a horse pond that they'd stocked with fish and we were allowed to swim in it. So obviously we spent the entire fucking day oh, submerged in this dirty, nasty horse shit and fucking fish filled water. And like the next uh, day, like,
1: oogle sweat infested
0: just vile <laughs> like, uh,
2: yeah i was just <laughs> gonna say crust punks oogle should not be allowed to exist <laughs> anywhere above like 85 degrees I can't, move north i
0: can't i can't give you i could not ever a clear picture of how fucking gross it was because also there were no indoor toilets mm-hmm. there was just porta potties it was nasty yeah of course it was yes. a bad time it was vile <laughs>
2: The, this is the Woodstock 99 <laughs> of folk <laughs> punk. <Park. Really, laughs> and, really and then
0: there's my fucking crust band, and we're all just like, yeah. <laughs> um, So anyway, wake up the next morning, of course, just like hung over as fuck, slept for like an hour and 10 minutes because it's just too hot to sleep. And I go to the bathroom, and there, there's folks who work on the farm, like casting like these nets into the, the horse pond and pulling just giant nets full of dead fish out. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, oh, all of the people walking around stirred up all this shit on the bottom of the pond and suffocated, like killed all the oxygen. All of the fish suffocated.
2: Christ. So we weren't killed allowed all to fish.
0: swim anymore. Um, <laughs> obviously.
2: Oh, that's so great.
0: <laughs> um, so we played at like 11 o'clock that morning and after after you guys played, Nick, and I think I uh, all I remember from that day is I was so hot that after we played that I like went me and Elliot laid down in the shade under a tree that literally just the two of us fit in and we had a gallon of water in between us and literally the only the only thing we had the power to do was just drink water, <laughs> trade it yeah. back and forth, just laying and sweating for like an hour. I mean
1: that's pretty much all of my memories of that weekend were yeah being incredibly uncomfortable and kind of miserable but also like trying to see trying to like talk to my friends and it just not really being possible like not really being an option to even like do anything well because calyx played also i got calyx to play and i after they played i like tried to go over i was like it was so great to see you play and like let's hang out for a little while and i just remember i can't remember if it was john or garrett but they were they were just like i can't talk to you right now. I have to go get in that nasty pond. <laughs> like, <Incoherent. laughs> immediately ran for the pond after they got done playing.
2: Not quite as bad, but I had a moment at a um, McKee's... Oh, God. I can never keep McKee's Rocks in Port right, but McKee's Rocks uh, Food and Funk Festival one year. Very, like, very Lotus Festival-esque <laughs> kind of world music-y type thing. Went there. I was, like, 19... Uh, went there with like the classic, like crumpled up Dasani water bottle. Like I'm like smushing it in my fist and like tucking it into my pants uh, <laughs> of like red Gatorade and warm Svedka. The, like liquid is the same temperature <laughs> as the air around me. It's like 95 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> and I'm like, friend had just got back from Skidmore and he was like the only person I knew with weed that wasn't like literal dirt. <laughs> And he's like, "This is that good shit," and it was just like mediocre weed. <laughs> and so we we're smoking, and I'm drinking from this horrifying conco- concoction that I have, um, and just like sweating pouring out of me. Every any liquid I put into my body is immediately sweated <laughs> out. And who shows up but my friends, like parents. And they're like, oh my God, it's so good. We didn't know that you were coming here. And I like fucking reek and I'm (laughs) disgusting. And I'm like oh yeah it's so cool to see you guys just staggered off to the pit <laughs> I was out there for like four or five hours no shade whatsoever in the blistering fucking heat. kudos um, to
3: you Owen because if that oh
2: honestly one of the one of the best times I've you know, ever had <laughs> if that
3: happened to me I just would have wandered off into the fucking swamp ass pond and just gone grendel mode I would have been like I can't go back to society now i just i just showed Gollum to my friend's parents and now i have to go live out my life as Gollum because i can no, never they were always like, a normal human no again. they were always
2: like oh he's such a nice boy <laughs> he's so good <laughs> he was so polite when he saw us <laughs> the only body of water around there is the monongahela river and that uh, do not do anything, not put your body in worse. that <laughs> Yeah, probably worse than the horse pond. Um,
0: Well, so so we've managed to capture like two of, to my awareness, the like big events in Bloomington annually, but we haven't caught the third, which is the Little Five Hundred.
1: Oh yeah, which I know you're a
0: huge fan of.
1: Oh yeah, (laughs) my favorite thing. Well, that's (laughs) the the fucking problem. Is the thing itself is really innocuous. The thing itself is fine. The the Little Five Hundred is a bike race that's sponsored well at this point it's sponsored by like the university but i think the history of it is probably different than that but yeah it's like a iu related bike race where they do like 500 laps around this around like the stadium or whatever teams of like two or three uh famously you can watch the movie breaking away which away. (laughs) which is about the the bike race and it was filmed in bloomington So yeah, that's fine. It's mostly just that it's, you know, it's become, like most things, just like an excuse for people to party real hard. So there's like, I mean, it's kind of fucking sad. There's IU students die almost every year that weekend because someone gets wasted and like falls down stairs or like drinks himself to death. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's off a roof. yeah, Yeah, shit like that. It's it's horrible. So it's like the bike race is fine. It's not that it's like the rest of it just mostly a lot of like, especially my neighborhood, there's tons of students that live in my neighborhood. So it's just, I just presume I'm going to not sleep very well for, you know, about a week around that time.
0: I came into town. I came into town once. um, Like at the, it was like the first week of classes and the way I can't remember what street it is, but the way Mm -hmm. that I come into town to get to like Alex's old house, obviously I'd go down through downtown past all that Mm -hmm. student housing before going, you know, right to get towards missionary or uh, seminary square. And, Mm -hmm. um, I remember like having my window down and just screaming, like Mm -hmm. it was just like a wall of screaming from this like apartment building. That's mostly like fraternity, sorority and upperclassmen just being like,
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's like kind of just like a back a white noise background of screaming and like bass pumping. Like that's kind of (laughs) all. the whole weekend it's also uh yeah there's like a few things that i know like without fail are going to happen little five week i'm gonna like not sleep very well and someone's gonna yell skrillex at me at least once <laughs> it's because it's really of the hair. cool yeah yeah, it's yeah. very Nick, fun.
2: Nick has a, a vague resemblance to Skrillex, <laughs> but in like yeah, in, the, I I he, I in guess that they close. have
0: hair and it's mm-hmm. like slightly shorter on one side, but in no other way.
1: Also, just to be fair, I've had this shitty haircut way longer <laughs> than that idiot has existed, so
0: <laughs> that is true.
1: <laughs> yeah. That is true. It wasn't it wasn't like I saw Skrillex and I was like, hey. That's a stupid nice. haircut. <laughs> I could have that stupid haircut. No, I decided long before. I was like, you know what? I want a stupid fucking haircut, and I got it. And then some other guy had the stupid haircut.
2: Yeah, why should why should he change it? You had it. I first. had
1: the stupid haircut way before he did.
2: That's that Office Space joke. <laughs> why why should why should I change my name from Michael Bolton?
1: Yeah. You know, I was named it first. Exactly. That's how I feel about this stupid haircut.
0: <laughs> but you know what? I respect that you've you've stayed Ow. the course with the stupid haircut.
1: Yeah, hold my ground. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't don't ever let them take that from you.
1: Yeah. Never. You know,
2: this feels like no fun boomer, but I do feel like the um opinion of this podcast, the official position is rapidly approaching like street festivals are bad. <laughs> In general, most festivals. Because the whole time you were talking about Lotus Fest, all I could think about was Little Italy days in my neighborhood of Bloomfield, Pittsburgh, which are
0: dog shit, terrible, awful,
2: dog shit. It's a it's a uh, excuse for people to do um, uh, olive oil face to pretend (laughs) to be Italian and like emphasize the like ten percent Italian part of their heritage. It it really is just a bunch of like. Just like a a lot of I feel like semi suburban dorks coming in and like trying to emphasize an Italian American accent guys Mm -hmm. who don't have one. But
0: that's the thing is that Little Italy days isn't in any way like it, it, it in no way relates to Italian heritage or culture at all. It's food stalls that sell like deep fried things. Um, and then
2: yeah, it's pretty standard. And then there's that one thing.
0: guy, that one like L, or Frank Sinatra impersonator who's been doing Frank Sinatra impersonations in Bloomfield for like 20 years, who like gets hammered and kind of like croons at some old ladies. That's mm. it.
2: That's a lucrative gig, I'm sure. Oh
0: yeah, I mean he used he used to fucking when I worked at Dells, he was there every goddamn weekend.
1: This is just making it's, me um, talking about all this stuff is just making me think of all the like weird like sm- which much smaller like annual things like festivals that happen in Bloomington that run the gamut of being like cute to annoying like uh um, There's like around sometime I can't remember what day it is it was in October they always do a, a glass pumpkin patch <laughs> on the square okay. so they get a bunch of like blown glass pumpkins and like put them out on the like lawn of that, the courthouse That seems whimsical. It's it's very sweet. Yeah. I don't care. particularly care about it.
3: But it's fine.
1: Like, shit like that. But then there's also, like, uh, they do this, like, food festival thing called the Taste of Bloomington that's very annoying where they get, like, vendor stalls from all the restaurants. It's just like, it's like restaurants, like, oh, you like restaurants? We'll put a much smaller version of the restaurant in a booth. And they'll all be in the same place and you can walk around and pay a lot of money for a sample of that Small restaurant's food. food. Yeah. And that's also, I don't really care. The only thing I, the thing I hate about it, it's called the taste of Bloomington. Everybody just says the taste. I hate people that. just that's call horrible. it the taste. What oh, the man. hell is wrong with people? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. Little, little Italy days is good. Cause
0: it's not, good. I don't know.
2: The, honestly, the, st- the street food, little Italy days is good because is not good, but the street food is honestly halfway decent. I had some really great Greek, of all things, Greek food there, uh, and you can get a fantastic collection of like Italian meme shirts. <laughs> that is true. Like the Supreme logo, there's a really good one. I saw it last year. It was the Supreme box logo white shirt, and uh, it just said spaghetti on it. Or you can get like T-shirts that have like a photo of a of a like a picture of a skeleton sitting on a couch by a window and an impact font. It says like waiting for an Italian girl to apologize or something. <laughs> There's a lot of shirts that are very Pittsburgh that are like yeah I'm Italian yeah I'm Polish yeah I'm German and it has like all three flags combined. Mm-hmm. And it feel it's like this feels. Very fascist (laughs) somehow. If we ever fully descend into fascism, the like March of the Black shirts will happen during Little Italy. Yeah, but it's all gonna be
0: people wearing like shirts that say like Pittsburgh, a sports town with a or a drinking town with a sports problem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See (laughs) all the that's
1: all (laughs) the all the things that feel very distinctly Pitts Pittsburghian, like Yinzer to me, feel hard to distill into a t shirt. Like you can't you can't really take The smell of a fried, like ten cent pierogi at the rock room, like combined with cigarettes while hearing people yell about hockey onto a t shirt like that doesn't. but I
2: not for lack of trying yeah. though we've got a whole industry
3: for that. No, I've I've I have heard that the the prices of pierogies at the rock room have been going up oh no we <laughs> <laughs> inflation <laughs> that's inflation for you
0: we recorded a like tester that will never see the light of day and owen said something about how like pierogies are like 10 cents and i was like well they used to be five cents and they thought it was the funniest fucking thing they'd ever heard in
2: their lives. I think nick lost nick lost his shit on the recording it was it was very good listeners i'm sure you love us describing our funnier jokes than the ones we're making here that we won't release to you it wasn't I want you even to a
0: joke you, they did used to be five cents or no they used to be 10 cents and now they're 20.
3: wow the reason i laughed is because um i realized at that moment that the whole episode like the conversations and the things we'd been talking about had just been getting mj more riled up about all the things that were changing in pittsburgh (laughs) then it came to a head and i was like oh (laughs) that was was the main thing i'm just saying that when the tacos went from 25
0: cents to 50 cents they got worse
3: all throughout the nation the
2: situation's tense You think you've got a dollar But you just got 20 cents Cents sky high Everything you buy
3: Is sky high.
2: Fuck them, yeah. Fuck them,
1: yeah. It's terrible. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think we have that specifically, but there's certainly all of these high rises are just that. It's probably just not that same company. Yeah. There's like, there when uh, kind of at the when there was like this huge boom of all these places getting built. You know, the trend is they start building them and they open them up to be leased. Like long before the construction is even done, they're like, lease this, uh, you know, apartment like next August. It's coming up soon, um, and and people fucking fall for it because it's like all brand new, especially college kids when they're not spending their own money. It's like their parents like oh, brand new construction will be really nice, um, and I know personally of like, at least two or three of those apartment buildings being built in. Bloomington, where they, like, had leased these apartments out for a specific time, like, starting in August. That's, like when the lease cycle starts here. And they weren't done building the building until September. Oh, yeah, that's
2: classic. And they
1: had to... All these kids were trying to move in. They had to put them in hotels for, like, a month or two months before their apartment was even done being built. Yeah, it's outrageous. Yeah,
0: it's it's just... It's just such a strange thing. And, like, I one of the things I, like... It, it, one of the things about Bloomington that is so like present in my mind is the fact that it's like kind of seedy. Like the way I recall mm-hmm. it is like a, a little not great. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. you, that strip yeah. near Alex's house before you turn on East Main where there's like the family video mm. and the fucking strip club mm. named after Bob Seeger song. And it's like, it's just kind of dingy yeah. and then, but you turn a corner and then it's yeah. just all high rises and then, <clears throat> and then the exactly. square and like, but it's still a town that has a family video and a place called darn good soup. Like they just don't, they're like fundamentally yeah. seem incompatible.
1: <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you this much. The, the main thing is that that dinginess is being like pushed out. That's like the way that that happens. Cause all of the examples that you just listed family gone. video gone, got demolished. Uh, the strip club, Still there, but just got moved like a mile oh my God, south they moved from moved night where moves. It was. Yep, Night Moves is like in a different because the city built this like fancy park, and they yeah, it's I great love name.
2: Night you moves. guys. Are they acquired out of the, the park lot with, with good names for <laughs> seedy places.
0: I'm devastated. Night Moves. Is we got my some favorite. good ones.
1: Yeah, now to see now the, the marquee with all the like bad play on words and like shitty like sexy puns. You're gonna have to. You're not gonna be able to see it unless you drive like a mile. They out used of your to. Way. The
0: last time I, I, the last time I went to went by uh, Night Moves. The it was around Thanksgiving and the marquee said, "Give thanks for our bountiful spread."
1: Hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed. God
0: damn, that's devastating. Yeah, <clears throat> it's yeah. intense.
1: Yeah, it's all just being like pushed out a little bit, basically. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's like it's just you. You've got to go farther and farther out to find a place that you can buy. I mean, like I know this guy has been renting from a friend for years and they're selling the house. So he's been trying to find a place. He's been trying to find like a studio or one bedroom in the East end for $800, including utilities. And it's like, mm. yeah, nah, you gotta yeah, it's go. It's getting harder and harder. You gotta go out to the suburbs for that.
2: Yeah. Time to hit, I don't know, Regent square or something or beyond that.
0: But yeah, it's just, it's just, a, it's like, it's so strange. Cause even in the time I've been going there, like eight years, seven years, eight years. Like I've seen it change immensely in that time yeah. period, and like you've got to think, what what did I miss? Like what what bypassed me in that mm-hmm. time period?
1: The thing, the thing you missed. Well, the thing, things you missed like before that even happened was like things like how on Kirkwood, which is the main strip, uh, like Main Street downtown, that kind of like inner is in between. Like, the square and where the college campus starts. It was, like, the, the main downtown street for a long time. When I was, like, a teen... It's, like, where the public library is and all these other things. Like, when I was, like, 13, 12, 11, you know, like, early, early teenage years, there, were, there was, like, a McDonald's that had failed on that street, and it sat abandoned for multiple years. Like that's the existence. Like a fucking McDonald's couldn't couldn't exist couldn't sur- in that town on like the main street. Couldn't the survive. Environment is too the toxic.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like like living. They couldn't in deal like, with the competition. Shit living like that. At great depths. And it's like only the hardiest of creatures can survive at <laughs> pressures this great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean mm-hmm. Bloomington I, I, I have, have faith though that Bloomington's gonna come back. Like, maybe it'll look different, but like I just don't think that whatever the fuck is going on with the building is sustainable. And there's a certain point at which the people who are investing have to fall away. And the people who live there just still are there. Um, Yeah. And Mm. like
2: there will always be as long as the university stands, there will always be kids there. And none of those apartment buildings are built to last more than 20 years anyway. So
0: yeah, we can only hope something
2: turns over.
0: Yeah, but like the, the the very like, I don't know, it, it, Bloomington has something that Pittsburgh has, which is that like underlying all of the like weird, ugly uniform apartment buildings and, and like weird businesses that sell like hip barbecue food, um, you know, yeah. there's, there's still a very like strange countercultural current that you can't quite mm-hmm. quantify that sort of outlasts and out the, like, forces of capital moving in upon it. Um, now, again, at, in the, the, the sense of Pittsburgh, that's optimistic. <laughs> um, but I think, I I don't know, I I just can't see, like, a world in which there isn't still that... I can't see a Bloomington in which that, that world underneath of it mm. isn't still there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I agree with that. It feels very... That aspect of this town feels very tenacious and feels like it is despite like whatever other bullshit is happening the character of that has changed as it does over time but it stays it's like has stayed relevant it's not like those things went away you know it's not like there there isn't a reason to still come here on tour it's like not there is that there aren't still like really good bands coming out of here i mean and not just in like music scene but like art stuff in particular that sort of shit survived thus far and yeah, I don't see. I really fucking hope it doesn't. It continues to that. It like doesn't doesn't go away. It will we'll
2: persevere. I think that's a, a yeah. good hopeful note. Yeah, to sort mm-hmm. of end on. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, for sure.
2: We we Bloomington will survive. Pittsburgh will <laughs> probably survive, unless it. You know, no, no, I was about saying less. No, no, we will. All of our favorite
3: cities will survive in some form or another. So, mm. we're like. Something always rises out of the radioactive. Yeah, I was muck. gonna
0: say we're like fucking cockroaches. <laughs>
3: Something
2: always rises out of the uh, polluted dead fish horse
1: pond. <laughs> and, it comes, <laughs> and it's me, l- green of circle
2: listener. That is our hopeful <laughs> message to you. You you enter mm. uh, a sweaty, disgusting <laughs> oogle, horse
0: and spawns. you come
3: out. Probably an equally sweaty, <laughs> disgusting Google. But Don't also covered you. in
0: fish poop. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Also if you ever if you ever see something rise out of the sweaty, disgusting horse pond it's Owen because Owen couldn't come back to society after seeing his friends. At the show. Cool.
0: Well, um,
3: I'm waiting, waiting into the mon and you'll never see me
2: again. And you won't see me because I'm actually just yeah. dissolving
0: <laughs> yeah, from say. the waist
2: off as I enter.
0: You're just mutating into a new life form that we haven't known yet. Um, well, I guess yeah. that's a good place to put a button on it. Nick, my love, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for asking me. Thanks for having me on. It was so fun. good to see you.
0: Yeah, seriously,
3: fun? thank you for giving oh, us man. a tour of Bloomington. Oh, yeah. I also want to say, <laughs> it was uh, it was two texts, <laughs> and I was like, cool. I, audio setup's gonna be yeah. good on his. On his end. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Like Probably two Probably easier right, one of
2: one of the easier recordings for producer like, Nick.